Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. So, Leslie, did you know that the typical household spends 1500 bucks a year on energy bills? And if you're writing checks this weekend, you sure do know. But Uncle Sam can help you shave up to 450 bucks off your energy costs. So gather up your energy bills and hit MoneyPit.com. Click on Ideas and Tips, then click Estimators and Calculators, and use the Energy Star Home Energy Yardstick to save some bucks on your house. And for answers to any home improvement or home repair questions, give us a call right now. 888-MONEYPIT. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us now with your home improvement question. Call us now with your do-it-yourself dilemma. The number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT. Hey, have you been feeling too hot? Have you been feeling too cold? Well, you know, the right windows can really make a difference in the energy efficiency of your home. That's why on today's show, we're going to tell you exactly what to look for if you're window shopping. Plus, satellite TV, it's great when the dish is working. We're going to have a couple of easy tips to make sure your reception is coming in loud and clear. And you know, sometimes the toughest part of a home improvement project for hire is finding someone you can trust to do it. The first place you will most likely turn to is friends or relatives for recommendations. But what if your friends or your relatives don't really have any recommendations? They haven't really had the need to use a contractor. Well, there is a whole new set of friends that are forming online. It's a big online family, and they are now sharing experiences about construction pros, including rating the pros in your area. We're going yeah, to tell you about it. and it's good and bad ratings, too. They're not holding back. We're going to tell you about it in just a bit. And we're giving away a Ryobi 10-inch laser compound miter saw. It's worth 145 bucks. This is a pretty nice piece of equipment, and it's going to help you do all sorts of really cool projects around the house, but you got to be in it to win it. So call us now at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Leslie, who's first? Sean and George is looking for some flooring advice. How can we help? Hi. I wanted to ask you a question. I want to put down hardwood on top of concrete. Okay. okay. Right? Now, when I put the hardwood down, now naturally to put the um, um, hardwood, I need um, some adhesive. Sean, stop right there because it's not a good idea to put solid hardwood down over concrete. Oh, it's not a good idea. Mm-mm, you're dealing with a lot of moisture. Hey, can we put the plywood on the concrete? No, we're going to give you a better solution. Okay. It's called engineered hardwood. Engineered hardwood. Right, and it's a type of hardwood that's made up of different layers of wood where each layer is um, at 90 degrees opposed to the other. You know how plywood is made of different layers? Yes. Well, it's like plywood, but it's fancy plywood. And it looks oh, okay. just like a regular hardwood floor when you're done, but it's dimensionally stable. And that type of engineered hardwood can go on top of a concrete surface. And the good news is you don't even have to put a uh, plywood subfloor down because these boards uh, can lock together and basically lay flat. And all you need to do is trim 
around the edge. And some of them have underlayments, special underlayments, but they're more of like a foam underlayment mm-hmm. that it's gets like rolled It's like a rolled underneath. up foam. And some of them are even made for noise, for warmth. There's a lot of different levels of types of this foam underlayment. You just want to make sure you buy the right one for the type of floor that you're using and the type of floor you're putting it on top of. Oh, okay. Now, do I have to seal the concrete? No. The other decision you'll have to make is about the durability of the floor. The floor surfaces have different durable, durability levels. Some of them are designed for like, you know, commercial grade, residential grade. Take a look at that because it does make a big difference in terms of how it stays up. And I would tell you to, to buy the best one that you can afford. Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Sean, thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Roger and I was feeling the summer heat. How can we help you keep cool? Well, I have a house that's built in the, in the late 70s, and it's got electric heat in it. And we've tried some window air conditioners, but they just don't work very well. And I wonder what's out there. I've heard of some, some units that go on the wall, perhaps, but what can I do with a house that doesn't have any ductwork? Well, yeah, you're probably talking about a, um, a split system. I have actually one of those in my office. It's called a, a, it's a, a Fujitsu split system. And basically the air handler is mounted on the wall inside the house. And it's a large, flat kind of a, of a panel. It looks like, like the front of an air conditioner. And then there's a refrigerant line that goes from there through the wall and out to the compressor. Those are going to be more expensive uh, if you have to put a bunch of them in than putting in a central system. But that's one way to, to cool a fairly large area of your house. Is that what you're thinking of? Well, Ken, is there something where you have a unit outside and then you could have these different units in different rooms as you need them? No, that- because every one of these units has to have its own compressor. I see. It's a small compressor compared to a standard system, but, it's, but it is a compressor. Ah, okay. So there's nothing that I can go with some sort of outdoor unit and then just handling units inside the house. Then. No, because they have, to be com- uh, they have to be connected via a refrigerant line to the compressor. Because what happens is the, you know, the refrigerant line changes from a gas state to a liquid state. And that's how the cooling process happens. It runs through a coil outside and inside. And inside okay. it condenses, outside it expands. And that's why it has to basically have its own compressor. Any idea of what one of those units costs? Uh, probably somewhere in the uh, three to $4,000 range installed. Okay. I guess that's what I need to know. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Going to Ohio to talk to Linda. What can we do for you today? Hi. I have a problem with my two garage door openers that are on the same circuit, and every time there's a storm, they turn off. Hmm. The garage door opener keeps tripping, but only when there's a storm? Just when there's been a storm. Mm -hmm. Got to be a short somewhere. I suspect that water might be getting into the line, and that could be causing the short. And generally, if the circuit is tripping, it's doing it for a reason, and it's doing it because it's designed to, to go off so that it doesn't cause a fire. So I suspect that you may be getting some water, perhaps even into the electrical panel itself. Have you had an electrician check your panel? No, I haven't. It's, um, but it is down on a basement wall, which is not next to the ground, though. Yeah, but you know what happens? There's a service entry cable that comes into the panel, and very often the water will follow the service entry cable into the panel. I can't tell you how many times I've opened up panels and found them to be rusted out on the inside. Oh, okay. 
So you need to get this tracked down because if there's a short, then it needs to get fixed. I think the problem is more likely to be uh, in not the garage door openers themselves, but somewhere else in the circuit that's causing this issue. Okay. And it well. could be unsafe, so you've got to get it che- checked out. It could be a bad breaker, so it's got to be checked out. Okay. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. You are tuned into the Money Pit. Hey, are you looking for ways to increase your home's value? Well, we can help you with that. Just call in your home repair, your home improvement question, 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, are you one of the millions of folks that gets their television, perhaps their internet, through a satellite dish? Well, you know, they can provide a wide range of programming, but maintaining them does require some fine-tuning. We're going to give you some tips on how to do just that next. My home is 70 years old, and so are some of its problems. I was looking for a handyman to seal a leaky sink when I called Brad Schrader. Brad answered the phone himself and set up an appointment for the following day. He was on time and neatly dressed, and I quickly knew how much he enjoyed his job because he wouldn't shut up about it. First, he details all the problems. Then he gives the reasons why the problems need to be fixed. He tells you how much every little thing costs and why it costs that much. He is constantly explaining himself and often explains the explanations. But you know what? He is the perfect gentleman. Brad is nice and just wants to make sure you feel good about the work he's doing. I would recommend Brad without a thought. But next time, I think I'll let him do the work when I'm not home. Find thousands of unbiased reports and reviews from members in your area on Angie's List. From handymen to electricians, educate your guests at Angie'sList.com. Looking to save both time and money on your next exterior paint project? Turn to Bear, which now offers premium plus ultra exterior paint and primer in one with advanced NanoGuard technology. The revolutionary formula doubles as a paint and primer to form a liquid safeguard around your home that resists damage from sunlight, moisture, stains, and dirt, which means you don't have to repaint the exterior of your home as often. For more information, visit Bear, B-E-H-R dot com. And remember, now you can prime and paint with a single brush stroke. Bear products are available exclusively at the Home Depot stores nationwide. So AARP has a series of tips for homeowners who want to improve their homes, make them safer and more comfortable. And I found these tips on their website, aarp.org slash home design. In the bathroom alone, I widened the door, installed brighter light bulbs, and put non-slip surfacing on the floor tiles. Instead of wishing my house had improvements, I'm making them. To bring comfort, safety, and a future to any home, visit us online at aarp.org slash home design. Table saw. 18-volt drill driver. Eight-piece combo kit. You don't have to just wish you had the power tools you really want. With RYOBI, you can actually afford them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. And they sound really good, too. RYOBI. Exclusively at the Home Depot. AOL's new real estate site has the answer to any question a homeowner, buyer, seller, or renter may have. In fact, it's kind of spooky. Almost like they're reading your mind. Hello? Hello? Who said that? Me, down here. I'm AOL Real Estate. Got any questions about your house? Hmm. Well, I do have a question about my 60s-style bungalow, because there's pink paint in the back and... Lead composition. Stabilize with 3-in-1 primer. Paint over with an AG in blue. 
to match your eyes. I think I love you. AOL Real Estate. So smart, it's amazing. Go to realestate.aol.com to see our own answer man, Tom Kreitler, in action. AARP is proud to sponsor The Money Pit. Visit www.aarp.org slash home design to learn more about making your home more functional and comfortable for years to come. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And if you call us right now, I mean right now at 1-888-MONEY-PIT, one caller to the show is going to win a great prize. It's a RYOBI 10-inch laser compound miter saw worth 145 bucks. I love this laser feature because it's got this exact line laser alignment system. It's pretty high tech. Yeah, it shows you exactly where you're going to cut. So whether you're cutting a regular, say you're cutting a 90 or a 45 or a compound miter cut, this line's going to like like sort of bounce right down and show you where the blade's going to hit the wood. So it makes it a lot easier to line it up. If you want to win it, you got to call us right now at one eight 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 Money Pit. All callers to the Money Pit are going to get their names tossed into the Money Pit hard hat. We will draw one name out at the end of today's program, and that could be you. And we know everybody loves winning, but don't be too disappointed if you don't win today because there is a great deal going on right now at your local Home Depot. If you buy any RYOBI miter saw and a miter saw quick stand, you get 50 bucks off your purchase, so you can buy a whole lot more than you thought so. So call us now if you want a shot at winning that great prize at one eight 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 Money Pit. Meanwhile, let's talk about satellite dishes. You know, there are a few channels of maintenance, so to speak, to watch for. We've had a lot of really strong winds this summer, and they can move satellite dishes out of alignment. And also the lines can become damaged or even waterlogged. That's going to give you a pretty bad reception. If you tune into these details, your satellite dish reception is going to be crystal clear. You got a question, call us. We will try to give you a crystal clear clear answer at one eight 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 money pit leslie who's next alan california is looking to paint some cabinets how can we help i had some custom cabinets uh made for my kitchen and they're made out of oak and right now they're on the uh raw stage and i wanted to know because i want to leave the neutral color okay and i wanted to know what advice would you have for me to seal them or how to go about or what would be the first step because right now i'm sanding the cabinets Okay, and you want to leave them as a natural cabinet, Al? Uh, yes. Uh-huh. All right. So um, after you get done sanding them and getting rid of all the dust, I would apply a sanding sealer because okay. that will fill up the pores and seal in all of the dust that may be still in there. And you can lightly sand on top of that with like a 400-grit sandpaper. And after okay. the sanding sealer, then you're going to want to coat those with a urethane. Very good. And the best way to do that is to take the doors off, take the drawers out, try to work on the boxes when they're on, on, obviously when they're installed, and then Uh work on everything else when it's flat. Be very careful with the amount of dust in the area. Put on thin coats and put on several of them. And don't use water-based urethane. Use oil-based. It's far more durable. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to yellow like you would with the water-based ones, especially in a kitchen situation. Very good. Now, let me ask you this. How do I get that furniture finish when you touch them afterwards? Well, I'll give you one trick of the trade. After the cabinets are all dried, get some Uh steel wool and some floor wax, uh, floor paste wax. Take the steel wool, 
dampen it ever so slightly and use the steel wool to apply the wax to the cabinets. The steel wool will sort of very lightly abrade whatever roughness is left on the surface. Okay. And it'll get that wax really into the finish. And then if you buff that, that will give you the appearance of, of a hand-rubbed finish. Thank you kindly, and I really enjoy your show. And you guys got, oh, beautiful show. All right. Thanks, Thank Al. you, Al. Another happy customer. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. I used to use that wax uh, steel wool trick all the time when I built furniture. Really? Because, yeah, because, you know, the right way to do it is with an, an oil and wax buildup, like a French oil kind of a polish. Because mm-hmm. it almost looks like, especially when you get a fine piece of wood furniture, mm-hmm. it almost looks like there. it's like a clear floating finish. Right, exactly. But that's that takes hours and hours and hours oh, to sure. do that. But if you use urethane and use the wax as the last step, it looks almost the same, and it stands up even better. All right, Katrina in Virginia has a home improvement emergency. She needs to know right now she's at the airport. Katrina, what's going on with the small room, and how can we help make it look bigger? What's happening? We just bought a, a 1940s older home, and it has several small rooms. We put in chair railing and crown molding, and um, I'm tr- I want the rooms to look bigger. So I'm wondering about painting. Should everything be white? Or because I'm a white person, lots of antiques, I like white walls, but I thought, well, maybe put some dark color or a little darker color below the chair railings to make it look larger. Help me out. Well, I think the chair railing and the molding are a great effort to make the room seem taller. It's going to definitely make it feel like you've got a lot of ceiling height in there because you're adding all these elements that make it grow up. I think with color, especially since you're kind of shy of color, if you put the color to the upper portion of the wainscoting, it's going to draw your eye upward and again make that sense that it's growing taller as well. You can do a lot with mirrors. You can do a lot with furniture placement. If you keep the furniture all in scale to one another into the space, it can also make the room feel a lot larger. I say don't be afraid of color. And if you're too scared of using it in a ton of places, use it just below the wainscoting. And also, if you go crazy overboard with the color and put the same color on the ceiling and the walls, instead of making it feeling closed in, it can actually make it feel a lot larger. And Katrina, here's one other little trick of the trade with color that you can do. You can use paint to create the what is an effect, sort of a coffered ceiling. If you measure down from the ceiling onto the walls, about uh, anywhere from 8 to 12 inches and tape that off and then bring the ceiling color down just that first 8 to 12 inches. So now when you're standing in the room, the ceiling color actually sort of tapers down the wall a bit and then the color starts below that. That gives the effect of the ceiling being a lot higher than it actually is. Mm -hmm. But in that case, you would want the crown molding to start. 10 or 12 inches down the wall. And use a piece of molding to create the seam. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Okay. All right. The crown's already up, and it's about, oh, probably six inches below the, the, the ceiling. Well, in that case, you could use the same color and start at the crown and go right up across the ceiling. I think that will give you a lot of height. Okay. All right. Okay. Excellent. Katrina, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Talking floors with James in Tennessee. How can we help? I have a concrete floor here which originally had linoleum on it. Okay. okay. I removed the linoleum and obviously I still have some paper residue and glue residue. And I can obviously get that up with some elbow grease, but I was hoping to find somewhat easier, especially get the glue residue up, because I would like to in the future acid stain it. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if you guys had any sort of good advice for me. 
Well, acid stain um, can have somewhat of an unpredictable result, especially when you've had previous chemicals on the concrete surface. So even if you are able to get most of that glue up, the porosity of the, of the concrete surface is going to be different because you're not going to be able to get all the glue out of the surface that's sort of soaked into it. And Leslie, I'd be concerned about that um, having some sort of blotchy effects on the acid staining. Well, first let's talk about getting the glue off. There's a lot of chemicals out there that you can put onto it, you know, glue solvent dissolvers that um, they're kind of stinky and you still are going to have to do a ton of elbow work just to get that glue up, you know, a lot of scraping, but it'll eventually come up. And then acid staining, there's actually a great website, and it's concretenetwork.com, all one word, concretenetwork.com. And it explains to you the process of staining concrete, acid staining, you know, what goes into it. And really, most acid stains are a mixture of water, hydrochloric acid, and an acid-soluble metallic salt. And they all sort of work together to penetrate the surface and then react chemically with the lime in the concrete to change the color and it might break through all of that glue and stuff that you have on there anything that sort of is sticking on there um, once you get off the the visible residue so it might work you know and there are dyes that you can put in to get different colors but I would say test it on an area first just to make sure it doesn't react oddly with the remnants of the glue that's on there and the concrete network they have a great um resource there as to where you can get all the materials, inspiration photos, and even if you choose that it's not something you want to do yourself, they can recommend a contractor. James, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. All right, well, Tom says coast to coast and floorboards to shingles. Joining us from New Mexico and listening in on WABC.com, we've got Carolyn, who's got a sticky window. What's going on? I do have a sticky window in one of the, in the 70-year-old tenant's house that I own. I don't know why. I don't want to break the window. How do I get it open? All right, here's what you do. First of all, go outside and go out and get yourself a putty knife. You know what that is? Yeah. All right, and you want to work the putty knife in between the window sash and the window jam all the way around if it's a 70 year old window you can bet that there's paint that's making it stick so even tap it in there lightly with a hammer if you have to and wiggle it back and forth work that all the way around including the space between the upper sash and the lower sash then gently try to open the window now if that still doesn't work i'm going to give you another trick of the trade take a block take a block of wood and put it over the down over the lower window on the outside edge where the frame comes together on the corner and okay. tap you're using the block of the wood to protect the the window from the hammer and then tap the window down as if you're making it tighter as if you're closing it tighter a couple of quick wraps on both corners that tends to break the paint seal and it's counterintuitive because you think well I want to open the window don't I, don't I want to tap it up no why should I close it more Right, because what happens is you'll, you'll separate the, the actual frame of the glass. But if you tap it down, a couple of quick wraps, it'll break that paint seal, and it should open right up. Well, great. I'll sure try that. Thank you All so right, much. give it a shot. You're welcome, Carolyn. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Up next, one-stop shopping for a professional to take on any project you're hiring for, from floors to roof to everything in between. We're going to tell you about a new online service that helps you find a good, qualified pro, as measured by millions of people that have worked with them before. You live in a money pit.
This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by Bear's lineup of premium solid and semi-transparent weatherproofing wood stains with advanced NanoGuard technology, which offer ultimate durability and wood protection. For more information, visit Bear.com. That's B-E-H-R.com. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Call us now with your home improvement question. The number is one 888 money pit 888-666-3974. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. All right, so you've got that home improvement project all picked out. You know you want to hire a pro. You picked out all of those design materials. And suddenly, that seems like it was the easy part. Because sometimes the toughest part about hiring a pro is how do you find that someone that you can trust to do a great job? Well, a great way is to get referrals from friends and neighbors. And now there's actually a more comprehensive way to do just that. It's called Angie's List, and it's a website for finding service pros. Angie Hicks is the founder. She joins us now with details on the site and how it works. Hi, Angie. Hi. So did you have a contractor experience that uh, led you to uh, form this service? Yeah, my co-founder actually did. He was trying to renovate a 1920s house about 12 years ago in Columbus, Ohio, and was struggling to find good contractors, had a bad experience. And, you know, we really thought there should be a better way for consumers to network and share experiences with one another. So this is sort of a social networking system. Yeah, what a uh, great service. Tell, Tell us how it works. Well, what you can do is consumers can check Angie's List to find out what local companies uh, other consumers in the area have used and been happy with. So if you're looking for a plumber or a roofer or a a dog walker, you can check the list to see which companies uh, consumers have liked and which ones you might want to avoid based on other people's experiences. And we have ratings on about 280 different categories, anything that has to do with home repair, lawn care, pet care, auto mechanics, Uh, Just about any type of local service you can think of. But how do you know that Joe's Carpet Cleaning isn't going on saying that Joe's Carpet Cleaning is awesome? That's that's a great question. It's one thing that really, you know, sets us apart. And first, uh, uh, only consumers can put companies on the list, and you can't report anonymously. You can't just go and create a username and password and start generating reports. Also, you can only report on a company once every six months, so you can't sit there and stack the deck one way or the other. Oh, and then uh, we actually have a team of people that review each and every report as it goes into the system, so they're really good at checking for any kind of red flags or trends they're seeing that need to be investigated. Wow, that's great. So you're really protecting the consumer. What does the consumer have to do for Angie's List to be part of the whole system? Well, to be a part of the list, because companies don't pay to be on the list, it's consumer-supported. Consumers pay five ninety-five a month. Uh, to be a member, that gives them unlimited access to the list, which they can uh, access through the through our website or through our call-in service. We're open six days a week, so you can talk to a real person about your uh, home improvement woes. Uh, you also receive our magazine each month, and we have a complaint resolution service. So if you have trouble with a company, uh, we'll go to bat for you to help get it resolved. Have you ever had companies that were on the list um, and then were, were removed or just got such horrible ratings that, that they were taken off? You know, we have seen companies that their ratings have uh, have gone up and down. A company never leaves the list. Their rating might just fall. So a company could be on the list with an A rating or they could be on the list with an F rating. Uh, and, you know, the list can be a very good feedback mechanism for companies, uh, you know, because they can get 
uh, information earlier than they might otherwise and make adjustments. Because I've seen companies that have maybe hired a technician that wasn't up to speed and and they've made some adjustments and their grades started to come back up. So, Do you send reports to the companies to be like, hey, this is how your company is doing and this is what our members think? Or is it really at the responsibility of the company to check it out and see how they're doing? Well, we let a company know when they get on the list and how they can be, check their reports. And and uh, then we and then a lot of companies are really passionate about it and check it regularly because it's great feedback. Plus, mm-hmm. it tends to be a, a big portion of their business and it's you know, and it's neat because it's based on the quality of their work. It's not something they're paying to generate. Uh, so they're they're very proud of, of how they're doing and want to make sure they protect that because it's just a magnified word of mouth uh, business for them as well. Angie, do you ever find that the companies sort of market their customers to say, hey, if you were happy with us, please go on to Angie's List or join Angie's List and, you know, place a rating for us? You know, companies do remind consumers to report, and we actively remind consumers to report. I mean, we get probably 20,000 or more reports each and every month. So the ratings are constantly being updated. And, you know, as a consumer, when you check the list, we'll check back with you and make sure that you're able to find what you were looking for and encourage you to report. And, you know, it's a really neat phenomenon because consumers really feel uh, an obligation to report, which... Uh, which is neat because that's what makes the list what it is. Everybody loves to share their stories. They do. They do. People are passionate about it. Do you ever get um, groups of uh, or, or certain types of industries that consistently score low or, or score high? You know, we at uh, at the uh, each year we'll look at kind of what categories have uh, have have had the highest percentage of low grades and the highest percentage of high grades. It's really interesting. Um, you know, some of the it's been you know the last year or so it's been some of the bigger projects that have had so, have have uh, um, had a more difficult time. I think part of it is just the complexity of projects. Mm-hmm. There's just more room for things to go wrong. And and usually what I find when I look at kind of companies with the or categories with the highest percentage of uh, A's in a in a year, it's usually it's been interesting. It's been a lot of the personal services, so you know things like organization companies and things like oh, that. That. Um, you know, and I think part of it is because people just get such a strong relationship with the person because it's obviously such a personal service. Well, we find that communication is, is really what uh, what creates a good uh, a good environment or a bad environment, especially when it comes to contractors. And a good or because, bad experience. Right. Yeah, because, <laughs> You're exactly right. Yeah, because the contractors, the contractors are communicating well with their client and everyone, uh, their expectations are aligned, then it's gonna, the project's going to come out good. It, when, it, when the expectations get out of alignment, that's when the issue arises. That's right. I always encourage consumers that, you know, they should be in communication, especially on a big project, every day with their uh, with their uh, contractor, and and let them know as soon as they see something they don't like. You know, don't wait a day because then it just becomes more expensive to fix. And you know, we're not none of us are mind readers, so we can't uh, automatically know exactly what the other's thinking. Good point, Angie Hicks, founder of Angie's List. Thanks for stopping by the Money Pit. It's a great service. Thank you. Hey, Tom, you know, one of the top 10 topics of questions we get here at the Money Pit is windows. And in fact, the right replacement windows can actually make a big difference in your energy savings. Up next, we're going to tell you how to choose ones that are going to make the biggest impact for you, your wallet, and the environment. So stick around. You're listening to Extreme How-To Radio. Money Pit! Somewhere, a guy is tossing his golf clubs into the water. But you, you'd rather build, say, a burled maple coffee table. RYOBI Woodworking Tools let you do it. RYOBI gives you the power and precision you need to succeed at prices that help you get going. 
Of course, there's still some equipment involved, but it's power tools. And you don't have to wear those funny clothes to use them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. RYOBI, exclusively at the Home Depot. That's just beautiful. I want to keep my home for as long as I can because there are a lot of memories here. I read a little bit about making my house more comfortable and wanted to make my mom's house safer, too. AARP told me about making mom's bedroom door wider and taping down her floor rugs. And I added handrails to our staircases. It was all simple and inexpensive thanks to AARP's tips. Now our homes fit our lifestyles and are ready for years to come. To bring comfort, safety, and a future to any home, visit us online at aarp.org slash home design. If you have trouble sleeping because of stuffy air, or if your floors and furniture feel sticky, it's not the heat, it's the humidity. During milder weather, when your air conditioner isn't running, humidity levels can rise unchecked. Whether it's mold and mildew or musty smells invading your home, an April Air Central Dehumidifier will help eliminate excess moisture and get you back on your way to a comfortable, healthy home and a good night's sleep. Call your heating and cooling contractor today or visit AprilAir.com. April Air, fresh ideas for indoor air. My home is 70 years old, and so are some of its problems. I was looking for a handyman to seal a leaky sink when I called Brad Schrader. Brad answered the phone himself and set up an appointment for the following day. He was on time and neatly dressed, and I quickly knew how much he enjoyed his job because he wouldn't shut up about it. First, he details all the problems. Then he gives the reasons why the problems need to be fixed. He tells you how much every little thing costs and why it costs that much. He is constantly explaining himself and often explains the explanations. But you know what? He is the perfect gentleman. Brad is nice and just wants to make sure you feel good about the work he's doing. I would recommend Brad without a thought. But next time, I think I'll let him do the work when I'm not home. Find thousands of unbiased reports and reviews from members in your area on Angie's List. From handymen to electricians, educate your guests at Angie'sList.com. AOL's new real estate site has the answer to any question a homeowner, buyer, seller, or renter may have. In fact, it's kind of spooky, almost like they're reading your mind. Hello? Hello? Who said that? Me, down here. I'm AOL Real Estate. Got any questions about your house? Hmm. Well, I do have a question about my 60s-style bungalow, because there's pink paint in the back and... Mud composition. Stabilize with 3-in-1 primer. Paint over with an Aegean blue to match your eyes. I think I love you. AOL Real Estate. So smart, it's amazing. Go to realestate.aol.com to see our own answer man, Tom Kreitler, in action. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by RYOBI, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI Power Tools, pro features, affordable price. Available exclusively at the Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT to ask your home improvement question. Let us help you solve your do-it-yourself dilemma. Two things will happen. We'll try our best to give you the answer to that home improvement question. And we're going to give you a shot at winning a great prize because this hour we've got the Ryobi 10-inch laser compound miter saw to give away. It's worth 145 bucks, and it's a pretty cool tool. The saw's got an electric brake to stop the blade in seconds. It's perfect for crown molding 
reporting for baseboards and other mitering jobs. The number again, one eight 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 Money Pit. And if you don't happen to win, you can still get in on a great deal right now at your nearest Home Depot. Because if you buy any Ryobi miter saw and a miter saw quick stand, you'll get fifty bucks off your purchase. So how about that? All right, that's pretty cool. You know, before the break, we were talking about how windows can improve your home's efficiency year-round. And if you're in the market for some new windows, you might be overwhelmed at how many choices are out there. So how can you be sure to pick out the best windows for your home? Well, the American Council for an Energy-Efficient Economy offers these recommendations. U-value, as in the letter U, value, is a window's ability to insulate, and the amount of solar energy it transmits is called the solar heat heat gain coefficient. You know, they're fancy terms, but if you only have to remember that the lower the U value and the SHGC, the solar heat gain coefficient, the more efficient the window. You know, you can purchase different glazings for windows on different sides of your home. For example, get the lowest U value windows you can afford on north facing windows. And then look for windows with double panes, low E coatings, low conductivity gas fill between panes, and wood, vinyl, or fiberglass frames. All great choices for windows. And no matter which windows you go with, make sure they're installed correctly. You want to use a premium self-adhered flashing material. No longer are we relying on metal flashing because it just leaks. You want to use a good premium self-adhered. It's like a sticky flashing like we like Grace Vicor Plus because it provides exterior protection against water, air, moisture leaks. It basically works by sealing a wall's vulnerable spots like around the window and the door openings, which are really the toughest places to keep leak-free. You know, you can have a great window, but if it leaks around the outside of it uh, where it's installed to the house, then what good is it? So proper flashing is going to not only prevent those moisture leaks, it'll also prevent air leaks that could sort of counter the original effects, which is to make your home as energy efficient, as comfortable as possible. If you want more information on window installation, there's a great website that you can check out. It is graceathome.com, or you can call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Leslie, who's next? David in Minnesota listens in on KDUZ, and you're thinking about building a deck resale value. Good idea with the soft market. How can we help? Hi, yes. I was just curious, between the pressure-treated lumber and cedar and some of the, the new composites, I'm leaning towards cedar, but I wondered if there was a, a compelling reason that I should reconsider and go for some of the uh, the more expensive composite material. Well, if you're a naturalist, I mean, cedar is going to be uh, the best insect-resistant material that you could probably choose. Oh, it cedar smells or, good. It's beautiful. Yeah, it has a cedar, beautiful grain pattern. Yeah, cedar or redwood, you know, if you really want to put some cash into it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, that being said, you know, it does require a lot of maintenance. It's going to gray. It's going to need to be stained and sealed from time to time. And, you know, if that if you're willing to take on that level of maintenance, and I see no reason to do it, if you'd like something that is more maintenance-free, you can use a standard pressure-treated frame and then use a composite decking surface and a composite railing system. So the, the composite decking, uh, that's... You know, over over time now, in the last several years, those don't fade either or warp or anything no. like that. I mean, they're pretty No, solid. they don't. They don't at all. In fact, um, Trex, which has been around now for more than 10 years, is in used in a lot of the national parks. And I know I live uh, in the Northeast in the New York City area, and I've seen it here on the boardwalks against the shore. Mm-hmm. It's been down for uh, 10, 12 years now. Still looks like the same Trex that you find in the store. Right. Well, if you did go with cedar, if I did, what? how often do you need to put a new coat of stain on it? I mean, what's the upkeep? 
like well with cedar you have to make sure with any type of new lumber that you allow it a certain amount of time to cure in its environment before you actually finish it i think with cedar it's two years you want to double check that but i'm pretty sure with cedar it's two years because you need to let it cure before you put anything on it otherwise it's not going to stick then after that curing time you can go ahead and either seal it or stain it or put any sort of finish on top of it you know even if it's just a clear stain to just allow the graining pattern to show through and to protect it it's going to be every three years three to five years depending on the product that you use and their manufacturer's guarantee but if you apply it correctly and you clean it seasonally and you use a cleanser and not just water and a pressure washer if you use the proper materials you'll really be able to properly maintain it over a long amount of time and it's going to look beautiful okay well i guess one last question there's pvc out there as well isn't there or is that not really yes, a there's PVC. No, there is PVC decking um, available as well. Um, not very common, but I have seen it at the trade shows, but I've not had any direct experience with it. Okay. All right. Well, the, the Trex uh, sounds like a pretty good way to go. I appreciate your ideas there. You're welcome, David. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. You are listening to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Hey, do you have peeling paint? I know, it's a problem. You can share it with us. Well, we're going to have the solution to that flaky problem next. You live in a money pit. Money pit. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high-efficiency air cleaners. For more information, go to aprilair.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where we make good homes better. Call us right now at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And hey, how many of you out there love showing your favorite baseball team some love out there? Maybe you're walking around in your Yankees jersey or whomever you love. We're not going to pick sides here. I showed some love to my favorite baseball team. The Money Pit sponsored the uh, the local Little League, and it was oh, so cute, cute to see all the little eight and nine year olds running about with Money Pit t shirts on. <laughs> What's their name? What's the team name? The Pirates. Oh, that's excellent! Let's Home root for the Money Pit Pirates. And Pirates, I love it. That could be like my new favorite team. But what about your favorite home improvement team? You know, Team Money Pit. Why not show your Team Money Pit how much you love them? Come on, show us. We've got fanware available. It's online now. We've got your team colors proudly available in shirts, hats, mugs, even a Money Pit teddy bear that you can snuggle up with at night. Everything that you could ever want, plus some really fun t-shirts that have some clever and funny uh, wordings on them. And you can check it all out at moneypit.com. 888-MONEY-PIT is the telephone number. MoneyPit.com is the website. While you're there, why don't you shoot us an email question like David did in New Rochelle, New York. He says, in our master bath, the paint was peeling on an interior wall near the ceiling. The plumber came in and opened up the wall because that's what plumbers do. They just open (laughs) stuff up and look around. And surprise, surprise, Leslie, he could not find any problem. A handyman came and closed up the wall. Notice the plumber did not close the wall. (laughs) Right, because they just opened them up. They never closed them back up. And they leave. Lo and behold, within a few weeks, the peeling started again, and now it looks really bad. What could the cause be, and uh, what can we do about it? Gosh, my first guess is moisture, moisture, too much. Peeling paint is always caused by a moisture problem, and um, I would suggest 
that uh, somebody get up on the roof, David, and check out the vent pipe, which comes from the toilet and the rest of the plumbing system up through the roof. And that vent pipe, that stack, is going to have a piece of flashing where it intersects with the roof. It usually looks like a piece of aluminum with a rubber boot around it. And I have seen, over all those years I spent as a professional home inspector, that piece of rubber completely disintegrate. And then you get water that kind of runs down along the pipe, and it will drop on that ceiling and cause that leak that you're seeing in the ceiling. Is there a timeline you should really look into replacing that rubber boot portion, or do you just wait till there's a problem? Well, it's part of every regular roof inspection. And easy way to do that is to inspect it from the ground with a pair of binoculars. Now, you can seal it temporarily with some roof cement, but I would suggest replacing it because that's going to give you a better long-term uh, solution. And one more thing, David, when you finally get ready to repaint that again, make sure you prime it first, the entire ceiling, because that's going to really help that new paint adhere. Yeah, and do everything that you can to keep moisture down in the bath. If you've got an exhaust fan, run it. And run it for a good 20 minutes or so after you've completed your shower just to get that steam moving out of there. And really make sure that your exhaust fan is vented through the roof or your side of your house and not just venting into the attic space. That's a good point. You know, um, exhaust fans can be hooked up to what's called ox sensors or occupancy sensors so that they will come on automatically when someone walks into the bathroom and then go off. They could be set off to go off you know, say maybe five minutes after you leave the bathroom, and that will make sure that the bathroom stays very, very dry. This way no one can say, I forgot to turn it on. This is the Money Pen Home Improvement Radio Show. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. We have just about run out of time, but before we go, um, right about now, you are probably getting pretty darn tired of paying those super high summer electric bills. I know so, we are. I know. Man, the last one I got, woohoo! It's it, crazy and they get worse and worse. Not only does my power go out all the time, I seem to be paying more for it. So <laughs> coming up next week on the program, we're going to tell you what you can start doing right away to cut the remainder of those summer utility bills and even save some money moving into the fall. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.